0: Welcome to Market Scale Energy. I'm Sean Heath and today I have an opportunity to talk to the principal engineer for Dandelion Energy, Ryan Sarda. Ryan, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Um I have a question uh, just off of the bat. So let's go ahead and <clears throat> swing for the fences, I guess. Why is energy such a struggle? It seems like it really w- would be a simple matter of figuring out the best source, figuring out how to capture it, and then figuring out how to use it. I know I've probably oversimplified the concept beyond logic, but there's so much more that goes into that that normal everyday civilians don't think about. What is it about that challenge that drew you into the industry?
1: Yeah, so energy is something that we need uh, in our everyday lives, right? You use it. um, We're using it now. We're using it now. Yep. We use it to power computers, lights, homes. Uh, we use it to drive our cars. And uh, from the standpoint, you know, from part of the industry I'm involved in, we use it to heat and cool our home. Um, and the primary challenge with energy is that there are so many different ways to approach our, our overall energy picture and uh, solution in this country. Right. And it always boils down to cost versus benefit. Um the industry I'm involved in, being the geothermal heat pump industry, uh, one of our challenges is that, you know, it is the best solution uh, to solving the energy problem uh, in terms of heating and cooling our homes, uh, but it also is probably one of the more uh, expensive options up front, and that's one of the challenges we're trying to, or one of the problems we trying to solve. Uh, but it, it's always based on a cost versus benefit ratio, right? Uh, There are cheap sources of energy that we can use that maybe are are dirtier, uh, whether they're less efficient or they pollute the environment or whatever it is. And then there are uh, energy solutions such as geothermal heat pumps that are more expensive, uh, cost a lot more on the front end, but they're cheaper to operate. uh, They're much more environmentally friendly and they uh, preserve our natural energy sources.
0: Well, it's ultimately a physics problem right? I mean, you, you have, anytime you convert energy from one form to another, there's energy loss. That's one of Newton's laws. You cannot escape that. You can get really close to peak efficiency, but you cannot escape that energy loss in the transformation. It seems as if heat-based energy, so just for example, geothermal or, or solar, it seems like that starts out closer to being what the final form needs to be, And while you mentioned it's a little more expensive up front, ultimately it's the most efficient form, right? I mean, that that raw material that you're working with in geothermal is the most efficient raw starting point.
1: No doubt about it. To heat our homes, we don't rely on fossil fuels, right? We don't have to burn anything, which is dirty. Um, With a heat pump, all we do is move heat from one source to another. And the fact that we're using the earth as our source of energy uh, which is relatively stable in terms of temperature and the amount of energy we can get year-round, uh, much more so than the air um, uh, when we're talking about air source heat pumps. Um, so the fact that temperatures are milder and more stable and more abundant, uh, it makes it much easier from an efficiency standpoint to extract that energy and bring into our homes for, for heating purposes.
0: Okay, so here's the first ridiculous question of the interview. When the volcanoes in Hawaii start erupting, does the engineer in you start thinking, oh, okay, hold on, we could do this, we could capture it that way? Do you start trying to solve that problem the moment that you see it on TV?
1: Yeah, that's great. Yep, all that energy waste that we we should be harnessing and using, definitely.
0: And an excuse for you to go to Hawaii. I mean, we might as well be uh, practical about it.
1: Yeah, any excuse to go to Hawaii is a great one, that's for sure.
0: So, talk to me about how specifically your path led you to Dandelion.
1: Yeah, so I've been in the industry um, for nearly fifteen years now. Um, My my roots are the my previous company before joining Dandelion was GeoConnections, and everything we did at GeoConnections was trying to find ways to make the industry more approachable. So, we're very involved in industry training development of industry manuals and most notably, uh, software development. So we built tools, uh, loop Link is, is the name of the program, but we built tools that we always took pride in being the most accurate and most capable software available in the industry, uh, but also very easy to use. And that's kind of at the core of everything we tried to do there. Um, and naturally with what we're doing at Dandelion, uh, using data, monitoring, software, all these things to bring geothermal to the next step. Um, Geo connections really fit well into that picture. Uh, so just naturally through the, the software that we built, that was how we got introduced to the team. Uh, before Danny line, while they're at Google X, actually, we got introduced to them there uh, through some of the tools that we built. Uh, we worked with them together. And then just the relationship continued after Danny line was uh, you know, announced as a company, so. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, we were trying to accomplish the same things. We had the same vision, the same goal for the geothermal heat pump industry. And that was finding ways uh, to, to achieve widespread adoption and growth of the industry, right? We, uh, geothermal heat pumps are, have been, in the past, you know, seen as a luxury item, right? You see them in high-end homes, large homes, generally associated with more affluent people. Right, Our goal is to bring it to the everyday consumer, the people that probably uh, need it the most, uh, would stand to benefit from it the most. And obviously, there are many, many more homes, just the, the average home, than there are high-end homes. So when we're talking about mass market, uh, that's what we're referring to. But we all shared the same goal, so it only made sense for us to team up. It's,
0: I find it really fascinating that the energy industry specifically is something that's able to leverage this current focus in the United States as far as STEM, education, science, technology, engineering, and math. You use those four concepts every single day at your job. Every single day, you're always utilizing something from those four groups. Do you find that the software aspect is the one that surprises you? Uh, You know, generally, when you think of of physical sciences, specifically the harnessing of geothermal energy, I think about pipes and fixtures and fittings and temperature and heat reduction and safety. And but there's an awful lot of technology that is just starting to expand in the industry. Tell me about how that evolution from the technological side, impacts your day-to-day? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, you make a great point in that what we're doing is just, uh, you know, it's basic thermodynamics and physics, right? All the the, the heat exchangers we're building, uh, the heat pumps we build that run off the vapor compression cycle, all these things, right? But our ability to build software uh, to remotely monitor these heat pumps, commission them, make sure they're working as well as they could, et cetera, uh, they really uh, accelerate learning curve with these systems, right? Uh, No one in the history of our industry of the geothermal heat pump industry has tried to use software and and data um, to learn, to improve the efficiency, to improve our design methods, right? To predict performance at future sites. Um, You know, so those are some of the things that we're working towards. And, uh, you know, obviously our, our software development capabilities really Know, you know that's the only way we can achieve that
0: well one of the one of the challenges that you have is that being able to analyze system requirements and costs and savings and do all of that is a pain point I would imagine for a lot of contractors and having some software that can help facilitate and organize that process and make it a little more intuitive seems like it's a no-brainer seems like it would be the perfectly logical way to approach that but dandelion's the first company to really do anything in, in that vein.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So some of the tools that we've already built in terms of software uh, that, that, we, that we're that we working to, to try to make the contractor and the system designer's life easier, um, those are available. We're continually improving on those, but at the same time, we're developing things where we can collect data off these units in aggregate form and actually improve our models and in some ways automate that entire process to take that pain point completely out of the
0: picture. Now, as you continue that process, I would imagine that standardization is something that's key. It's extremely important for efficiency and success moving forward. Talk to me a little bit about just how much the ability to start standardizing uh, protocols and procedures really helps set the industry up for success moving forward.
1: Geothermal heat pumps, uh, before looking at it for, with a standardized approach you know we, we we our industry tends to treat each system like it's a unique snowflake right uh, they they scrutinize and overanalyze uh, these systems and just take a long time through that process of designing them and performing site audits and then finally installing them right and it was this long drawn out process that really added a lot of overhead and man hours that are unnecessary so as soon as you start standardizing the approach uh, you really cut down on the number of hours it takes to design and analyze these systems, right? It makes it easier. And then at the same time, when you install them, it also it almost becomes muscle memory, like second nature, right? You're doing the same thing uh, within reason over and over again on each system, right? They're all similar. Uh, so what that does is it improves your speed and efficiency of the installation um, because uh, you you've done the same thing on this system time and time again. It reduces mistakes. So ultimately, we improve performance and reliabilities of these systems uh, as we move forward. And then the other thing uh, is when you're installing all these things using the same methods and the same components, now you're talking about the ability to to have purchasing power, right? Now you're bringing volume to the industry of these components uh, that puts downward, pre- all of these things put downward pressure on the installation cost for the system which then snowballs and leads to uh, more and more adoption, right? As you, as you improve the efficiency, improve the cost, then more and more people are going to adopt the technology and put them in their homes. And then the cycle continues. And
0: the interesting thing about this process is as it becomes more efficient, one of the things that helps it become more efficient is the ability to control it or the ability to monitor it remotely, which makes a drastic difference in the way that homeowners can utilize these systems. That is just a pure function of software and the technology, the abilities that you're able to develop. Talk to me a little bit about how exciting this uh, suite of software tools is for Dandelion.
1: The monitoring platform that we're developing is going to be extremely powerful. I'm so excited to be a part of it. I can give you a simple example of how we're going to use monitoring data to monitor a heat pump and you know detect faults in advance of them happening, uh, inefficiencies, et cetera. So uh, if we can monitor a heat pump as it's running, and let's say we know uh, how much blow- power the blower is consuming or how much airflow we are producing at the heat pump, uh, we can look at it over time, and let's say we detect this month that the heat pump is pushing less air, it's moving less air or using more blower power than it did last month, we can just send a simple note to the contractor who's going to service the unit and say, hey, uh, this heat pump is probably time, uh, it's probably time to service it, It needs a simple filter change, right? Something like that. Um, So every little aspect you can think of in terms of how that heat pump performs and how it operates, we're always going to be watching it. And if we detect any trends where we see drift and how much power we're consuming or how efficient that equipment is. We'll be able to look at the data and, and pinpoint uh, which part of the unit of the system may need attention. We can send the message to the contractor who needs to go knock on the door, uh, and then they'll show up armed with the knowledge of, well, this is what the performance data off the heat pump. This is the message we got from Dandelion. These are the top three steps we need to follow in order to fix this issue right? And then get your heat pump uh, up and running back in tip-top shape again.
0: As an industry, geothermal has seemed to be kind of a mystery. There's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of things that people misunderstand. And education, both to the public, but also to your installers, to professionals within the industry, I would imagine that with all of these new technologies that there is a renewed focus on training and just knowledge transfer for any installers or engineers that are coming into the industry that maybe might not have been the case, say, 10 years ago?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first point you made just about misunderstanding and misinformation, Um, you know, the thing that I always try to do is make people understand that geothermal heat pump technology is something that we use in our everyday lives we just don't realize right Uh, it uses the same uh, refrigerant process uh, as your refrigerator in your home as the air conditioner in your car as a central air conditioning unit that most people have in their homes that they're already familiar with Uh, so we're not inventing anything new here we're just leveraging the efficiency of using the earth as our energy source source which is steady and reliable relative to the air right uh, these systems will work anywhere in any climate as long as they're properly designed. Um, you know, so some of those things, there there are a lot of learnings just uh, from the public standpoint. Uh, but then also in terms of installation contractors, you're exactly right. Um, I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges of our industry is if we are able to achieve scale and growth the way that we we know we can, uh, workforce development is going to be a huge issue, right? We have to be able to to train these. Uh, installers and these system designers so that they can put these systems in at the level of quality that we expect. It's not difficult. It's just we have to find efficient ways to disseminate that information so that everybody understands these systems, how well they can work, and how easy it is to design and install them. So that'll definitely be a big challenge, though.
0: Well, I am going to operate under the assumption that some of the energy you and I have used today to perform this podcast was generated by a project you worked on (laughs) today it's been my pleasure to have a chat with the principal engineer for dandelion energy ryan sarda ryan thanks so much for taking the time today i really appreciate it yeah thank you appreciate the opportunity